0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning. Last Sunday, we heard in the Gospel lesson the story of the Apostle Philip going to get Nathaniel to tell him that he had found the Messiah. And when Nathanael first heard the news, he doubted it. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I don't think he was being sarcastic because Jesus said when he did come and see, Philip said, come and see for yourself, basically. And when he did come, Jesus said, behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And again... Rather questioning, but not disrespectful. How do you know me? Nathaniel says. But when he came directly into his presence, Jesus said to him, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. And he said, Behold, you are the Messiah and the King. And so there's something very powerful about coming into the presence of the Lord. And we find in this gospel lesson today, speaking of the great effort and struggles that men of faith come to in coming into the presence of the Lord. Do you suppose that these men as they contemplated how to get their friend perhaps a relative this paralytic into the direct presence of Jesus and they may have got up on the roof and do uh, you think they might have had an argument I don't know if they did or not well we need to cut this uh, three feet wide and eight feet long no, no, that's too big. That's <laughs> that's. Uh, no, we don't need to do that. No, the third guy. I think we need to take the whole roof off, you know, and and, and lower it in, you know, on uh, with with these ropes. But these ropes aren't big enough for. Uh, they're gonna break before we can uh, get it. You know, all of, those kind of things happened. I I don't know if that happened with those four men, but um, I suppose. There may be may have been a couple of arguments over getting here in this place right t- today, uh, but now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're uh, here in the in the presence of the Lord. And so let's rejoice in this. Saint Nikolai comments. After uh, Jesus says to the paralytic, "Your sins are forgiven," and the scribes start grumbling that you know he doesn't have the authority to say such a thing, he reads their hearts. Why are you thinking that? They didn't say anything out loud. You know he he knew what they were thinking in in their hearts. Which is greater to say your sin, sins are forgiven or, or to, to rise and take up your pallet and walk. And he told the paralytic to take up his pallet and walk. And he didn't take back what he said about forgiving his sins either. (laughs) So, St. Nikolai, uh, in, in his looking at this, comments, look at how many things, how many miracles are demonstrated by the Lord all at the same time, all in one action." He sees into the hearts of men and discerns the faith in some and guile in others. He forgives the soul its sin and making it healthy and clean from the source of his sickness and weakness. And he restores health to the weak and palsied body by the power of his word. How great and fearsome and wondrous wondrous and health-giving is the presence of the living Lord. Coming into the presence of the living Lord. And multiple miracles take place in different lives by one action. He says, uh, when we come in, stand in the presence of the Lord, this is the most important thing that we can do on the, on the path of salvation. To come with faith into the Lord's presence and to feel His presence. And then he gives three different ways that this happens. Sometimes he says the Lord Himself comes and reveals Himself to us in some gracious way. Like He came to Mary and Martha at Bethany. And like He suddenly appeared to the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and to uh, other apostles by the Sea of Galilee, and when he appeared to the two on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection, and even when he uh, appeared in the, the doors being shut to the disciples, and when he appeared to Mary Magdalene in uh, the, the garden at the tomb. how he appeared to many saints and uh, uh, others in, in dreams and in visions. Sometimes, though, he says, people are brought by the apostles into the presence of the Lord. Like Andrew went and got his brother Peter and brought him to the presence of the Lord. Philip went and got Nathaniel and brought him into the presence of the Lord. And the apostles' successors and the missionaries have brought thousands and millions of people, he says. And just like one believing person might bring another believing person into the presence of the Lord. How many of you came to church ever because somebody brought you? Probably your mother and your father, <laughs> you know. But uh, because someone brought you. Finally, some people, they make the greatest effort to come into the presence of the Lord. As was the case with these four men. And like, Zac- like Zacchaeus, when he climbed the tree to, to see the Lord and to come close to His presence... They tore the roof off of the house in order to let the sick man down. These are the thre- three ways that men can feel themselves to be in the presence of the Lord. And to exert and, and strive to enter into the presence is a very important way thing to do. He says, though, that we must pursue these things in the in the reverse order of presented. That is that we must, with faith and longing, do everything that we can to come into the Lord's presence. We must follow the call and the directions of the Holy Apostolic Church and the church's fathers and the church's teachers. You know, even even if we're not uh, uh, physically, as it were, brought into the church, we are, in a spiritual manner, through our communion in the one holy catholic and apostolic church brought into the presence of the Lord through the teachings of the apostles and through the faith which has been passed down to us hence the importance of the church and not just effort but effort in the church and finally and only after fulfilling the first two conditions we must pray with prayer and hope and wait on God to bring us to Himself by His presence and to illuminate and strengthen and heal and save us. Because we can't we can't we can't just bring ourselves into His presence. He has to reveal Himself to us. He He has to He has to open it up. We can do everything that we can do. But his is the final action to open the, to open the door of the blessing and to pour out his grace and his mercy on us. He quotes Saint Paul who said of the church that he had worked in, I have planted, Apollos watered, But God gave the increase, so neither is he that planteth anything, or he that watereth anything, but God that gives the increase. And he gives several examples about how we can make our efforts to come to the door, but he has to open the door. The farmer's duty is to plant and to water, but it depends on God's power Wisdom and mercy whether or not the seed will make a shoot and bring forth the fruit. And it's a scientist's duty to examine and to seek, but it depends on God's power and wisdom and mercy whether or not the knowledge will be revealed to him. And it's the parent's duty to bring up and educate a child in the fear of God, but it depends on God's power, God's wisdom, and God's mercy how this child will live and how this child will turn out. It's the priest's duty to teach and form, reprimand and guide the faithful, but it depends on God's power, wisdom and mercy whether or not the priest's effort will bring forth fruit. And it's the duty of all of us, St. Nikolai says, to strive and endeavor to be made worthy To stand in the presence of the Son of God, but it depends on God's power, wisdom, and mercy, whether or not we will be allowed near to the Lord. Do you want to be allowed in? (laughs) Today, I do. I do. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Does it matter, you know, where do we need to be? Where do we need to be? Do we need to be in Isla Vista? Do we need to be on Cali Real? Do we need to be on Hollister? Well, we've needed all of those things. But really, are not these places that we build and prepare places where we gather as a church. We make the effort to come. We gather as the church in order to enter into the temple not made with hands, in order to enter the invisible temple, in order to enter into the presence of God by His might and wisdom and power and His mercy. And so we're grateful today for this place because it is the place that God has given us together to enter together into the temple not made with hands to worship the Almighty Trinity. You know me, a person to get choked pretty easy, and I'll probably get choked now. (laughs) Back in early March, 1991, we were in one of the most severe droughts that uh, in recent history here on the South Coast. I remember because I monitor the lake levels at Lake Kachuba, and it was 89 feet down, 89 feet. There were no boat ramps. You just drove out on the lake bed until you found water. And we were in the midst of a process through the county agencies to get approval to build our church in Isla Vista, And we were saying, you know, I think that when the when the county approves our building project, it'll rain. Does anybody remember the March miracle? Does anybody remember the date? Yesterday, March nineteenth, twenty eleven. We came and we inaugurated the worship of the Holy Trinity in this place. Twenty years ago, March nineteenth, nineteen ninety one, the county of Santa Barbara approved our building project. And it rained. And it was a miracle because in one day Gibraltar spilled, and in a few days later, Kachuma spilled. And I was watching Kachima this morning because I know it's going to spill today. <laughs> there's, there's no way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's right up there. Do you believe that God is with us? Twenty years for God is a blink of the eye. But he has demonstrated to us his almighty power. And he has come to us and made his presence known to us in this place, on this rainy day, on this significant day of March 19. And let us enter into the heavenly holy of holies, the temple not made with pens, and come into his presence and feel his presence and worship him.